Gordon's Alive. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today we have a quick look at cholesteatoma. I found myself reflecting on cholesteatoma the other day when scanning through my list of interesting cases that I've kept note of. I make light bulb reminders of certain cases that are interesting, but also those cases that I've referred with a possible interesting diagnosis. Following up on these referrals to find the final diagnosis is always a useful endeavour. In part, it satisfies your curiosity for the eventual diagnosis, and it helps you calibrate your referral radar for certain conditions. It also serves as a source of interesting cases to present at peer group meetings or to teach to students. And one such light bulb is for a case of suspected cholesteatoma I referred to the ENT clinic a while back. As yet, there are no available notes to indicate what the diagnosis was, so I will continue to wait to see if my referral was sound. But on reflecting on this recent case, I'm always reminded about how I learned about cholesteatoma. The teaching session is etched in my mind as it was delivered by a bombastic ENT surgeon, a Brian Blessed of otolaryngology, who was always dressed impeccably in a three-piece suit and was a most entertaining orator. I remember his insistence that textbooks were out of date the moment they are written and that we should therefore be looking at the latest papers. He also had interesting thoughts on how Menier's disease was first described. But the thing he taught that always stuck with me was that a unilateral conductive deafness with foul-smelling discharge is a cholesteatoma until proved otherwise. So over the years, I've always sought to refer cases of foul-smelling discharge with conductive hearing loss to ENT, but I've not really given much thought to cholesteatoma in general. And in particular, as a fan of etymology, it occurred to me that I do not know the origin of the word. So I had a look, and there was a great paper in the journal Head and Neck Pathology in 2018 by James Castle called Cholesteatoma Pearls, Practical Points and Update. Now, to start with, I liked their simplified definition in this paper – a cystic structure created by accumulation of desquamated keratin and squamous debris surrounded by a fibrous matrix. These are benign tumours that can be congenital or acquired. The acquired sort are presumed to be caused by eustachian tube dysfunction, but there are lots of theories as to what is actually happening. But middle ear disease is a risk. They can be asymptomatic for some time, and as they develop, they cause bone destruction. Now, they were named, it seems, in error. The coal and steat parts of cholesteatoma refer to cholesterol and fat. Johannes Muller, in 1838, thought these were tumours of fat. But this is not true, but the name persists, although they are sometimes referred to as keratomas. 
But whatever they are, and however they are formed, they present with otorrhea, often foul-smelling, with a conductive hearing loss, although it can be a mixed sensorineural conductive picture. They're usually unilateral, and tinnitus and dizziness can be present. It's very important that we do look at the tympanic membrane. Retraction pockets in the attic are seen, as are granulation tissue, especially present with perforation. And a white mass can also be seen within the middle ear, which can be considered a pathognomonic sign. But I think, from my perspective, any abnormal-looking tympanic membrane together with the other symptoms, would have me suspicious, and I would not try to be too clever. If it looks odd, that is probably enough for me, because if we miss cholesteatoma, it can progress to cause bony destruction and lead to deafness or even a facial nerve palsy. So a referral to an ENT surgeon for investigation and diagnosis, along with surgical excision, is the way forward. We could look to arrange an audiogram, but higher imaging is needed, and ultimately surgery. So I think my personal take-home from looking a little deeper into cholesteatoma is that the words of a bombastic ENT surgeon that still ring in my ears is still a sound basis to work on, especially in urgent care, where we have the one-off appointment to address a patient's concern. Otitis externa or a middle ear infection with perforation might be a reasonable diagnosis for the discharging ear. But a discharging ear with foul smell, hearing loss, possibly dizziness, otalgia, tinnitus, these should be referred on to avoid delay, especially in someone with a history of middle ear disease and certainly if their tympanic membrane looks retracted or granulated. These are those cases where a correct early diagnosis can make a huge difference, and so maintaining a, an acute awareness in urgent care is important. If we do not stop to consider this diagnosis, then we will always miss them. I've linked in the show notes to the paper that I mentioned, and I've also linked to an article from the Australian Family Physician from 2008 by Philip Chang, which is a great summary for primary care. But if you have any comments, questions, corrections or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.